We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey fam, welcome to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 26. Our guest for the day is Nicole Schultz, who is a photographer that I have been lucky enough to work with personally, but she has become a super well-known equestrian photographer. She ranges from horse and rider portraits to equine portraits, horse show portraits, you name it. If it's equestrian related, she kills it. Being a photographer myself, I wanted to pick her brain a little bit on how she got to where she is today, some photography tips, and how she handles working with horses and making it a career for herself. So without further ado, from Nicole Schultz Photography, here's Nicole. Hey, Nicole. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Good. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. You're welcome. I'm so glad that you asked me to come on with you. Oh, awesome. Well, I know from personal experience, uh, Nicole Schultz photography, and I have absolutely loved any aspect. I think, I feel like the first time we worked together was my first holiday lookbook. Is that right? It was. Yeah. It was like this time. Yeah. It was. It was like this time two years ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm I'm on the last, you know, like working like crazy uh, for the uh, third annual lookbook. But yeah, that is so cool. But I remember all of my, I mean, the process in and of itself was just like so easy and so enjoyable. But the pictures, I like still use the pictures to this day. They're they're so pretty. You do such a nice job, which is why I wanted you to come on the podcast today. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I still see them. <laughs> so yeah. I like them. Absolutely. I would love to kind of hear a little bit about your kind of horse history, because I know it didn't start as equestrian photography. You were riding and competing. So I would love to kind of hear a little bit about how you started riding and what that looked like. Yeah. So I started riding at age 10 and it was at a barn just down the road from my house. My mom actually got me interested in riding And they wouldn't let me get on a horse until, you know, like about that age. And I begged and begged. We did hunter jumper. We found the barn and it was always just kind of learning your basics and learning how to ride, do a little bit of jumping. But even at that young age, I wasn't really involved too much. Not until probably a couple of years later when I moved up to a new trainer at the same barn, but just got more involved with like the jumping and she taught equitation. So kind of like a local trainer. I never really got outside of that. Mm -hmm. And I was with them for 10 to 12 years. And really, because it was so easy, it was right down the street. And she always had young green horses for me just to hop on and ride for, you know, free. Totally. (laughs) So I showed locally. I, again, never got outside of that kind of show element. Um, always stayed local with the schooling shows. I usually had a horse that never had shown before or we were just trying something new. But that kind of introduced me into bringing a camera along for 
the ride. I never could really afford the lessons and the showing. So I kind of took one and the other blended the two. Photography did help me afford all the extra stuff, like, you know, extra shows, extra lessons. I always had, you know, a camera in my hand too. (laughs) So at the barn was my practice place. Anytime I was there, I found a reason and I had a love for it, not just the horses, but like the behind the scenes, the barn, anyone who was there riding anytime at the shows. And so I feel like, you know, the horses came first and then the photography. So I had a horse that my trainer had found me to start riding. I was 14 years old. The horse was six and it was a trail horse for a year out in Colorado. I always had like the thoroughbreds or the ponies to ride. And so quarter horses is kind of like what we also had. And I took on the job of teaching it to pick up the right leads and do lead changes, introduce it to jumping. And again, like 14 years old, (laughs) I had been riding for probably like three and a half years at that point. And not too familiar with like green horses at that point, but it was definitely a a new rider. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It definitely taught me some patience. It taught me like relationship with the horse. And, you know, I think that's where I really grew the bond that you see some people have with a horse. You, Mm -hmm. that's where I started to grow a bond and a relationship with a horse after Oh my gosh, I had him for ooh, five to six years. Wow. And I mean, we went from, again, like learning how to pick up a canner to jumping three foot courses. Wow. And we showed one year, it took two to three years for us to do the two foot division. Uh-huh. And I always got last place <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, or I never, you know, like I never placed or, or I just, it was so frustrating to me because here I am at 14, 15 years old on a green horse mm-hmm. at the schooling shows. And finally, like 2012 came around and it all clicked. And that year we never left a show without grand reserve. I finally realized like, oh, I just need to stop thinking so hard and actually just enjoy the ride, enjoy the time with, you know, at the barn, take the, um, the learning curves that I got with it. And I really saw that like having a relationship with a horse can truly be seen inside the ring and outside the ring too. That's that's a really good point. And I don't think people talk about that a lot. I'm sure that's a really um, good segue into the photography aspect of you is that capturing the emotion and the connection between horse and rider is so important. If you don't have that in a photo, it really becomes a pretty non-interesting photo. But Mm -hmm. um, when you are able to kind of capture that connection, um, whether it's in the arena or a styled session, um, that, that makes that so special. So let's talk a little bit about your photography. You said that you were taking pictures at the barn and and doing that. What age was that where you had just kind of started bringing your camera out to the barn? I think it was around age 13. Okay. 
my dad is actually the one who got me interested in photography. Okay. He always had a camera in his hand. And when Nikon came out with their first DSLR, my mom gifted it to him for Christmas. Wow. Little did they know that I was going to be using it for the most part. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so cool to have the first <laughs> Nikon yeah. model. Oh my gosh. Yeah, mm-hmm. we love where my husband and I are major Nikon fans. Have you always used Nikon? Because I feel like there's such a big like Nikon Canon series. I have. And... I just, it's something that I've always just known. And I feel like that's how a lot of photographers start with a certain brand is they just get that first one and that's what they stick with. Totally. Yep. That's how, that's how I feel too. So, um, you, so you started with that first camera. At what point was your first paid experience for being a photographer? Well, with the showing, so I'll go back a little bit and explain, like, with paying and showing. I said before, I couldn't really afford the showing, and so I actually took my camera to the horse shows, and I was selling CDs for $25 to anyone wow. who wanted their rounds captured. And that helped me pay off any lessons, any showing, um, anything extra on the side. I mean, at 15 years old, I didn't have really many bills. <laughs> I just yeah. had, you know, I wanted to ride as much as I could. Right. And so that's, that's like paid for that kind of stuff. But totally. my first like one-on-one client session, honestly, I don't remember how exactly I got into horse and rider shoots. I know it was someone at the barn I was riding at. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, you know, for, a very low amount of money, <laughs> probably like $50. Sure. Um, I'll photograph your, you and your horse. Yeah. And that just blew up for me within my home area of Jacksonville. And at one point that year, my mom was driving me to other people's barns across Jacksonville so I could go take pictures of people on their horse. Wow. And so I was 15. Cool. I didn't have my own car or anything. Yeah. Wow. How special. So how did you, um, how did you kind of like hone in on your skill set, and how did you improve? Cause I'm sure like, I understand being a photographer too. You look back on old pictures that you mm-hmm. used to take and you're like, Oh my gosh, I hope no one looks at these. Cause these are just so bad. And you see the kind of like, you know, evolution of your photography. How did you find that you, got better are you the type of person that just the more that you shot the better you got or did you do um, any type of not schooling but did you like read a lot or learn a lot Um, my husband and I are that way where my husband can like read a book and know everything about photography and like can actually live it out and I have to go on like a million shoots before I got good at it (laughs) right well I am a very visual learner Mm -hmm. I I don't contain a lot of knowledge by reading. I have to physically be doing it. Right. And I've always had a interest in how light works and seeing light come through. Even in my own backyard, I saw the way light peeked through trees or, mm-hmm. you know, with subjects and shadows. I always practiced with, you know, anything I could, taking the camera to the barn and practicing on if a horse was in a paddock and the way the light was coming through, I was adjusting settings and adjusting even through Photoshop at the time I was familiar with and adjusting how to 
make that photo more enhanced. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I got, I got really comfortable with certain settings in my camera. And it wasn't until whew, maybe like four years ago, five years ago, or even if that, I finally started playing with like manual and trusting that I could take an image by, you know, exposing a certain way or mm-hmm. doing certain things that, you know, everyone should learn right off the bat. I was That's always a tough transition. It is, especially because at a certain age, like between 13 and 18, I had no interest in making photography a career. Sure. I didn't even know I could do that. Yeah. It wasn't until like later on, maybe 18, I was like, oh, if I actually want to do this and get paid real well, I should probably really learn how to professionally p- take pictures and not yeah. just trust my camera. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So once you were kind of at that realization, what shifted in your, I guess not at the time business, but this little kind of side gig of taking pictures, what did, what did you have to do to start taking things seriously? I always knew that I needed to get better gear, mm-hmm. which if anyone looks at camera prices or anything to do with cameras, you know, it's expensive, right. especially like the best of the best kind of stuff. And I, I always tried to work with what I had. I didn't get my first full frame considered professional camera until maybe three years ago now. Okay. And I had to, at the time, make the, the shift where I needed to create an image that would sell. Um, mm-hmm. Even if I didn't have the best gear, I needed to create an image that someone could look at and say, I want that for myself. And usually that was taking an image of you know, a girl and her horse, and you could just see it and know that they had bonds. And I always took the light and I, I blended everything together um, to make an image stand out from the rest. Yeah, I love that. And you also, I mean, you do so many different aspects of equestrian photography. Um, you are doing um, like action shots and like horse show in the ring photography you're doing more lifestyle stuff you're doing equine uh, portraits and horse and rider portraits what do you find is your favorite kind of avenue within equestrian photography that's really hard (laughs) (laughs) um because I find each one to help balance the other Mm -hmm. it is hard to pick I do love the horse and rider shoots though close second would be the horse show yeah and those go hand in hand for me because one is so exhilarating and the other is so you you get more of like the emotion yeah but if I had to just choose it would probably be horse and rider portraits cool Hey guys, interrupting you really quick to remind you, my favorite time of the year, Black Friday is fast approaching. Each year I come out with a free online holiday lookbook that goes over all of the big deals in the equestrian industry, as well as staying up to date on the fashion trends. So head over to myequestrianstyle.com slash lookbook to sign up for early access so that as soon as the lookbook comes out, you'll be the first to know. All right, that wasn't so bad, was it? (laughs) Let's get back to the episode. 
Let's talk a little bit about equine portraits because I find that so fascinating and that's an area of photography that I have not personally dabbled in. Um, But your prints are so stunning. I love them and they're, they're to the point where you don't even, the horse isn't your own horse or you don't even know the horse, but you see those images and I like no joke could buy your prints of a random (laughs) horse doing a random pose and they'd look so pretty in any home or office or anything like that. So um, tell me a little bit about how that evolved. And I I would love to kind of hear the process of how you capture some of those images. So usually if I try to start off with, you know, traditional headshots, but when I start to tell a client to, okay, now we're going to get some artistic, something creative, I see a horse, but I see their neck muscles. I see if the mane is braided and how nice those braids are. I see like the eye and the structure of their face. I see a horse, but I break it down into pieces of what mm-hmm. creates this horse. And I want to actually capture what puts together this magnificent animal and put it into a photo and something that if a client is saying they want a print, I want to tell them, let's get you a print, but let's not have it scream horse. Let's have it pieces with a little little bit of artistic flair. And I just, I try to let a horse kind of hang out for a minute, do their thing. They can look around. They don't even have to have their ears up. And I'll just keep kind of moving myself around, seeing how the light's working, the backdrop's working. And I kind of blend that all together to create the images. Yeah. And just kind of looking at your website and some of the images you um, have showcased on there, I see a lot of white backgrounds and black backgrounds. How do you play with the backgrounds, especially if you're maybe going into a barn or location that you aren't familiar with? Like, how do you manage that? It gets tricky sometimes. I did have a stand, like a backdrop stand for my white backgrounds and Uh down here in Wellington it gets really windy so I was finding that it was hard to have that set up unless you had someone holding it or sandbags which I didn't have and I actually either would find a barn which down here it's really nice because a lot of these barns are either concrete and they have like a natural white texture Mm -hmm. or I would find an open space and (laughs) I started taping the backdrop up to certain places of the barn Mm -hmm. and it just it kind of made it easier (laughs) it looked really tacky but it turned out really nice yeah I mean looking at the pictures you'd never know that it was like a a fabric a white piece of fabric that yeah I mean it looks like it's either it either looks like you were like insanely talented at photoshop or you are taking a picture in front of like a stark white barn Oh, so that's it's a it's a mix of both. <laughs> it's yeah. both like the setup, and then you know I still have to take it through Photoshop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's so pretty. And what do a lot of your clients end up doing when they hire you on? Do they do a little a little bit of everything? Like, is there a package that you offer where they do some uh, horse and rider, some horse, and then maybe some horse show uh, footage? Like, what does that kind of look like? Typically. If someone inquires with me about a session, they already know what they're inquiring for, whether, you know, any of the services I offer. And it's usually just one 
service. Unless I am traveling, then say like I recently traveled up to the Northeast area and I had a few people do a few different things because I was there for just, you know, a short amount of time or even like I will offer if someone wants to do a horse and rider shoot and also like white background portraits, I do offer that, but it's not very often that they're interested in both, which is okay with me because I, I like to focus on one thing at a time. Sure. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I know that you were for a time working with the book. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, that process and, and kind of what was involved in that position? So like, the fall of 2017, I was working in an office job and I didn't like it. I was living in Jacksonville. I didn't like that. <laughs> and I saw that James Parker and his company, the book, were looking for a new photographer to help them with WEF 2018. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've wanted to work for this company since I was like 15 years old. And right. It was a company that I aspired to be like or just even work under for so many years. So I was like, you know, I don't really like my situation right now. And what what can I lose? I could probably just gain more. And I, I quit everything. I got the job and I moved in January right before West started and worked the entire circuit. And it was it was life changing. Yeah. <laughs> It was just so unreal to, to learn so much more about the photography side of things and the horse show side of things, working with, you know, better gear. And it was working with, you know, a company who has been in the business for, I think, 30 years or so, wow. photographing these private clients for them and getting to know, like, it was kind of like I got to know them, even though I never really you know, talk to them, but photographing them, you learn quickly, like the relationship that they have with their horse or their trainer, because you're, you're covering their show life. Right. And then, you know, I, I traveled for the rest of the year with them up to shows like Old Salem and Devon, like Plazid, Hamptons. I took on those shows to work under them. And it was it was unreal because getting to travel to those shows that I saw online all the time and actually getting to be there was, it was a dream come true. Totally. That's so cool. What did a normal day, let's say when you were covering the WEF circuit, what did a normal horse show day look like for you under the book? So let's just say it was a Friday or Saturday. Um, we got to the show by 7 a.m. so we could set up the booth and setting up would be if you've ever been to WEF, you know, like people have their stalls really decorated and um, boutiques have their stuff all laid out. And sure. with us with the book, we had display of uh, acrylic books with their horse shows and horse show pictures on canvases and acrylics. And we had it all set up and we had to do that for the first half hour. And then we would get all of our gear together. We would make a plan, say who was going to be at this ring, who had these clients for the day. Mm -hmm. And at one point, I think we had anywhere between 30 to 60, maybe 80 clients. We had a total of four employees. And 
our day was just, it started, the horse show started at 8 a.m. And we would find our spot at the ring. We would sometimes have to do a course walk too, just to determine where the light was coming from, what jumps we wanted to photograph. And we would wait for our client to come in the ring. We would photograph them, try to get some candidates at the end gate. And then we would run to the next ring. Wow. (laughs) Some days, like, it could go anywhere from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. or even 7 p.m. I think the latest we did was, like, almost 9 p.m. because of, like, some of the night classes. Right. I mean, it's something where it was probably such a good experience for you that it was worth all of the long hours and... And, you know, working with a company so you're not as flexible as you might be now. But um, I definitely think in this industry, it is important to kind of go through the, like, pay your dues position because you Mm -hmm. learn so much. You make so many connections. um, And that way, when you're ready to go off on your own like you have and like I have, it is um, you appreciate it and you're able to look back and see how much you learned and how much that changed your career. Definitely, Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Um, is there an area of the um, equestrian photography niche within the industry that you feel like people don't know a lot about or don't talk a lot about that you'd like to shed some light on? Um, I do feel like, you know, when people think they're going to book a equine photographer, they're, they're expecting they're expecting pictures of them and their horse, pose, smile at the camera, but... I think they also forget that these pictures aren't your typical show ring ready pictures. Mm-hmm. Like you want to, you want to capture what it takes and behind the scenes, like right. you and your horse and those moments that you cherish outside of the show ring, what it takes to get them ready, um, all the hours of riding and dedication and I think that a lot of people, unless you compete, you don't really realize how important those pictures can be. Hiring a photographer who does specialize in equine photography as well, I think is very important because we know horses. <laughs> we have some sort of knowledge of what a horse you know, acts and looks like and how they feel, what affects them, what looks good with them. I've had, you know, situations where I need to be on top of my game because a horse might not like where they are doing the pictures and I need to know when they're going to flick their ears forward, what's going to get them to look. This is so funny about that. So I really think people who are not in that kind of, you know, they don't know much about the photography side of things with horses or they don't realize that it's necessary. I think it is necessary because not just a show photo is going to carry you on for, you know, ever. (laughs) You can have so many of those from so many shows, but I think one really good portrait shoot is going to be so worth it in the end. Yeah. What are some of your tips to create that perfect shot for a rider for session? I think having the right camera, not just the camera, like the lens. And I tell people this because they always ask, what camera should I buy? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and I always say, like, you know, it can be the camera, it can be the lens, but really also the practicing. Gear-wise, I think buying a lens that is 
anywhere 85 millimeter and up is going to be your best bet or 70 to 200 to not distort the animal because they are long in some aspects and so there's that with gear but also just going to the barn and testing out your settings always shooting at a certain aperture or shutter to keep the motion of them because they are quick animals and learning what you want to see in an image as well not what you see other images yeah based off of who you follow definitely so when you have clients book you and they are wanting let's say a rider uh horse session do you have them send you inspiration photos do you kind of shy away from that because you I mean I feel like you can go in uh, into a session with an idea in mind but you really don't know what you're going to get until you're there you know the session's happening right um I used to like in the very beginning when I was starting to get more involved with the horse and rider stuff. I would kind of look back on other people's stuff for inspiration for myself. I would ask them as well, like, hey, what inspires you for this shoot? And sometimes they wouldn't really even know. Mm-hmm. They, just, they just want pretty pictures with their horse. And right. that's, that's fine, too. The more I got work done and the more I experienced for myself, like, okay, I really like this for what I do, I don't ask anymore. I typically, I get to a shoot. I do ask them, Hey, do you have anything specific that you want photographed? If not, we can just take this by, you know, with the flow and do some candids, do some pose. We're just going to hang out pretty much. And you're just going to forget that I'm taking your pictures. Just cuddle on your horse the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that. Cause I feel like that can sometimes be a struggle. I know when I did like wedding photography and people would send me like very specific, like we want this pose, we want this and that. And it's, it's hard because we're also artists as photographers. And so finding, and, and obviously you're, you're dealing with a horse, which is a completely unpredictable animal. That's nonverbal that we have to try to, you know, pose perfectly um, depending on what the client wants. So, yeah, I, I think it's kind of uh, curious. I, I was just curious because I know some photographers request inspiration and some kind of just let it come to you in the session. One thing that I wanted you to share with everyone because I thought it was the most hilarious thing and now I have Ethan use it is tell me how you um, what you do to get the horse's ears up during a session. <laughs> Um, I have a few tricks. I will say that I try to use food as the last, last thing, you know, yep. anything that crinkles. Cause then the horse is just like, now they're hungry. Oh yeah. And the first thing I try is anything that's going to be a distraction, whether it's noise at the barn or, or someone's walking away, a gate closing. I also have an app on my phone that makes horse noises and yep. it's worked many, many times. And then the few times it hasn't worked, I am like, I totally regretted that. (laughs) (laughs) I also recently purchased a stick horse, you know, the thing that you used to have as a kid and you could ride around on. I bought one of those and it makes like noises as well. And that has really worked well lately. Um, it's really funny actually it's they're just like so intrigued like it it creates the cutest pictures because especially when I've been using the app 
they like go crazy over it and they're like what the heck is that and it's usually just like the horse noises or like a donkey noise or something but it is such a funny reaction I love it I do try to before I start using the noise that app or even the stick horse I try to read the horse's emotions first I don't want to take a hot horse who is already kind of on edge and you know, throw some horse noises out there because I've had that where the horse is like, oh my gosh, and then they're ready to take off. Totally. Yeah. They, oh. And then they just like can't focus on anything. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> so true. Oh, that's so funny. Um, well, I absolutely have loved kind of getting the inside scoop of how you got to where you are today. Um, what is your upcoming schedule looking like for the new year? The new year? So let's see. WEF starts the second week of January, and I'm based in Wellington, so I'm really looking forward to taking on some private clients for the show and then some portrait clients throughout the next, you know, three months of uh, January through March, and we'll see how that all goes. I'm just kind of taking Mm -hmm. it as it goes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Very cool. And where can people find more information about your services? So I have my website set up where you can look through all my pictures, see if I'm the kind of photographer you're looking for. And if you are interested in getting, you know, prices or any kind of information, you can inquire through my contact form. Also, I'm very active on Instagram. Awesome. Very cool. And I'll include your uh, website link and your Instagram handle for everyone to take a look. Um, But other than that, I just wanted to thank you so much for coming on the Equestrian Podcast today. And I'm sure I'll see you in Wellington this winter, but I wish you all the best. You too. Thank you so much, Bethany. All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much and I will talk to you next week.